2: and welcome to another episode of Your Own Personal Beatles. My name is Jack Pelling, and with me as always...
0: It's me, Robin Allender.
2: Hi, Robin, how are you?
0: Yeah, good, thanks. How are you doing?
2: I'm all right. In the interest of transparency, we're pre-recording this one, so it feels like, you know, it's only been a couple of days since our last show went out, so haven't got an enormous amount of updates, but uh, it's all good. Very much looking forward to... I suppose it's um, like,
0: you know, when people work with each other and you're like, Oh, how are you? And you have to sort of start getting into the detail. I mean, we chatted last night. I mean, you know, it's like, what did you have for tea? That could be a yeah. good update. I
2: did. Uh, I made. I made some pesto. Yeah. Um, cause oh, I've you made it from scratch. Lot. Yeah, so I had everything in the fridge for it and I really wanted to use up all my pine nuts because they're so expensive. So yeah, I made some homemade pesto, which I had for th- That's nice. pasta and some, some chicken. It's it very nice. good,
0: good. We, uh, we had a chilli con carne that had been in the freezer for uh, since about May. Is that bad? We're in That's October fine. I, That's fine. Yeah?
2: That's absolutely fine.
0: I mean, if I suddenly pass out in this podcast, you'll know the reason why. I think that's broadly fine, isn't oh, it?
2: God, I mean, I don't even... I think that's made me feel quite disgusting that you're even worried th- about that. I thought
0: three months was the limit.
2: Over lockdown, I ate a lot of uh, chicken thighs that were definitely pre-Brexit.
0: <laughs> Pre-Brexit chicken <laughs> thighs. The glory, yeah. the glory days. They are fine, though. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Uh, they tasted of, uh, you know, before the world all went to <laughs> yeah.
0: shit. Anyway, really good episode, this one, with Al Roberts... Uh, Who you may know from Stafflet's Flats and from the comedy troupe Sheeps. It was a really good chat.
2: Yeah, it was fantastic. It was really good to get him on after Jono a couple of weeks ago. So we're two thirds of the way through the Sheeps trio. Um, and it was really funny. He very kindly um, listened to every single Beatles record back to back in preparation for the show. Yeah, which was uh, going above and beyond the call of duty. But it was really interesting actually to because it's not something that I've ever done. Is listen to the whole back catalogue in no. such quick succession.
0: We had a good chat. I really enjoyed. The, we were talking about just learning to play some of the Beatles songs, and we had this. So this is to kind of like spoiler alert. But I raised the. Suggestion is Dear Prudence the only Beatles song that's in the guitar tuning of Drop D, which guitar mm. players will know as the kind of classic folk and hard rock and and, new metal. <laughs> yeah. and of course, it isn't the only song in Drop D because I Want You She So Heavy is famously in Drop D. You want to get yeah. low down only on one that. of the
2: guitars, though. Only one, well, yeah, yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, it the. Um, bang, bang. Yeah, meow, which is crazy because I meow. couldn't
2: remember um, any other ones, and then I literally just used to when I was learning to play the guitar, like twelve or thirteen, I just used to play that yeah. over and over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's um, but yeah, I, I've only just I only just learned how to play it this um, um, since learning that, and it's so hypnotic to play. I just want to, there's a really good band called Kogumaza, K-O-G-U-M-A-Z-A, Kogumaza. But they used to end every gig by playing that riff on a loop for ages. But then I sort of was Googling it and there's, you know, that website, the Beatles Bible. Yeah. There was a thread on there about Beatles songs in Drop D and someone pointed out, which is probably the most eagle-eared thing ever, that George Harrison is in Drop D for Act Naturally on Help. Because yeah. <laughs> you can hear him like doing like nice lead stuff and then he hits this low D. It's like, wow, yeah. how did he pick that up? Crazy. I mean, yeah. it's not
2: one I've ever felt the need to learn.
0: <laughs> I like it naturally. It's good. I'm, I'm a defender of the Help album.
2: In John Lennon 80th News, there is an article in The Telegraph this week by a lovely man called Tom Gibbs who um, is kind of exploring the life of Lennon sort of decade by decade and uh, he was kind enough to ask us for some opinions on that so it's sprinkled with some little quotes from Robin and I um, mm. and it's a really good read So if you, and it's free to read I think the Telegraph is usually behind the paywall so yeah. you can go to that by just searching John Lennon 80th on Telegraph Yeah, Twitter it's great He's put an
0: awful lot of work into that, and there's a lot of kind of really interesting perspectives because it's sort of It's like looking at his life from when, you know, at the age of 10, 20, 30, and then obviously Lennon at 80, what his kind of legacy is.
2: It's a a nice antidote to the usual sort of obit structure of um, well-worn Lennon uh, obituaries. Um, But yeah, check it out. Hmm. So we won't keep you any longer. Uh, Let's get on with the show. Here is Al Roberts.
0: a nice glass of water.
1: Um, this is actually, this is a this is a gin and tonic here. I'm, oh, nice. Oh, I'm going so crazy what for a, setup. For a Tuesday, Tuesday at 6.30, I thought, yeah, why twos. not? Well, we, we are yeah, joining you. I've got a, a can <laughs> of uh,
2: Stella. <laughs> a can of Stella and a gin and <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Thank
1: That'll you so much so. For, for having me on. This is uh, I've been looking forward to this for, yeah, all week.
2: Oh, oh thanks so much for doing it. Yeah, we were glad when um, Jono mentioned that you were a big fan.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, John John knows uh, his stuff, and, and in fact, a- everyone I've listened to really really knows their stuff. But I've I've done my homework. I've listened to to all the albums this week, starting at um, starting at Please Please Me, going to, to let it be, finish, let it be, you know, wow. a couple of minutes ago. Really? So, uh, <laughs> so, so, so yeah. <laughs> Have you actually, or you... Oh, sorry? Have you actually done that? Yeah, or... yeah, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. brilliant, yeah, wow, amazing. You yeah, know, it, it was it was lovely because because. Um, you know, I uh, I listened to it mainly as a as a kid, and you know, obviously, I, I feel I know all the songs, but mm. you know, it was it a was, uh, yeah, it was amazing to to revisit everything wow. in order. Yeah. I've never done I've never done that before. So you listened to all the
0: albums? And, did you do the singles, past masters, and things like that as well?
1: Um, some of them, some of the ones yeah. I wanted to. I listened yeah. to Rain. Um, sure, sure. You know, mm. which is which is. I, Maybe I've never worked out why would why did they never want to put like something like Rain on a on an album? Like it would have really, you know, elevated. I mean, surely there was there was a place for that on Revolver or or, or something. What what was what was the thinking behind that? They were just churning it out at such a rate that they were just like.
2: Yeah, I think it was just literally them trying to hit dates and EMI being like, we need a single for. Shrove Tuesday.
0: To <laughs> I think as well, you there know. wasn't this idea that thing it just because it was going out as on a, as a single, it wasn't wouldn't necessarily have been kind of lost. I mean, this you know what I mean? Like yeah. the singles are still listened to as much as
1: the albums. Yeah, I, know. I, I guess that's the sort of more latter day thinking about like the yeah. album, you know. But they, yeah. they were churning out two a year, like it didn't it didn't matter so much for them. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's
2: also a double A side in which. Like rain, is the B side is much better than Paperback Writer. Yeah, really?
1: yeah. yeah, You should disagree. Uh, really? Yeah, I love Paperback Writer.
2: It's, great. it's Ringo's I th- best. I think Paperback Writer is great, but,
1: but, but Rain does does something else. And was that the first mm-hmm. time they did the sort of backward recording as well, or was yeah, that yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> They're sort of wandering around more are they, cute gardens or, or somewhere. Just uh looking looking cool.
0: Just chilling um, out yeah. and um it's very, very heavily slowed down as well, isn't it, Rain? It sort of sounds very slow.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a strange song. And I've I've mm. tried so hard to to work out what, what John's getting out there with <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's not actually raining. It's, no, it's uh, a metaphor. Yeah, I, I've never for... quite felt that in my in my bones, to be honest. That lyric, yeah. <laughs> was, was there anything in particular that jumped out Are you listening to them in order? Then I kind of um, may. I'm, I'm, the thing, I, I, I'm conscious that absolutely everything has been said about every single. You know, <laughs> it's it's so well, and and you, you know, it's such a sh- short period of time. And I was even kind of working out when they had haircuts, you know, like it, yeah. it's, it's such a short sort of period. So I'm, I'm aware that everything, uh, you know, has been said, but I, I I kind of, I feel I for, for me, I've sort of, the sort of Lennon-McCartney axis, I sort of saw it from, from a different side in that they they need each other, you know, obviously, it has been said a lot of times for, for the songs, but it, it seems that John is needed in the beginning to drag them into something cooler. You know, I, I hadn't... Sort of realized that, uh, mm. that 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 sort of sad period that he had um, in uh, like uh, Beatles for Sale, when the first three songs are absolutely not what anyone was asking for. Like they're so <laughs> sad, and you yeah. know, like this, mm. uh, we, we doesn't this need. Is... You know, I'm a loser. Like where yeah. you know, and it felt like I don't think Paul would ever have you know dragged them into that slightly cooler um, terrain. Mm. Um, uh, but then you need, but then I, I also realize, you know, towards the end, I think you need Paul just to to rein John in a little bit. Like I think, let it be. You need let it be on that album, you know, and you need a, 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 a you know, you need um, Blackbird, and, and you know, I, I feel John would have just gone entirely into, you know, Revolution Number no. Nine on the on the White album, and um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it he, he, he would have been five hours long, kind of thing. he he, he still yeah. needs to do his his melodies, and it it sort of rains. Range, range them them in a little bit. I'd, I'd never sort of seen them needing each other in, in that sort of macro way, uh, whether that's, yeah. that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to put it, you know. That so is many, really you know.
0: interesting, the 64, or 65, that's what, John called his fat Elvis period, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: Even help as well. No one one wants to hear that. Like, as the first song, crack on the album, you know. Um, (laughs) Wasn't that The the most
2: overlooked and obvious cry for help. Uh, Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah, It's got an exclamation mark in it. uh, And yes, people still didn't realise he was struggling a bit. But I think, like, yeah, Plastic Ono Band, I always think, is like, what... A uh, a Beatles record without the Paul's kind of levity would have sounded like. It's it's a, it's an absolutely amazing album, but it's a bit of a sort of slog. And you know, it's nice to end with Your Majesty instead of a song called My Mummy's Dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is the sort of comic respite on that record.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. He yeah, his his sense of humor I think is kind of it's more sour, isn't it, than 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 Paul's.
0: So I feel like we haven't really done we just leapt I've, 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 yeah, no, I I like like, straight in. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. We haven't really done an introduction Yeah. no, I like <laughs> that.
1: Finishing that album. Oh
0: yeah, oh
1: yeah. all <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, introducing to the podcast Mr. Al Roberts. Hello oh, Al. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> how, how are you how are we we'll, we'll go back to the Beatles Odyssey but oh, how, yeah. how are you, how are you doing? How's your lockdown been?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, you know that kind of April, May, June period is a real sort of mush. Um, I've 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 got no. I've got no I I can't really uh put a handle on it, you know, as to what exactly I was doing. Like sometimes I, I remember, you know, looking out of the window and the sun being <laughs> on my face and, and then the rain came and, and, then, and... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I oh knew I finally God. knew what he meant. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Lost Weekend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but but uh for for that period I I I just kind of got through it really. Um but uh, but yeah i'm i'm doing okay it's it's nice it's nice for things to to be sort of going back to some sort of normality you know for mm. me i realize that's not the case for for a lot of people but um you know filming has has started on on something and um great i mean it's i mean like mm. i i you know i i filmed something in in july and um
2: is that a, like, George Harrison biopic, or is that something that you just can't tell us the title
1: of? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I wish it was a yeah, George Harrison biopic. Um, I don't know if I can... It's so annoying. I, I don't know. I feel so self-important not being able to reveal the the title, but it's only because I'm worried that it'll sort of come out that it was me, you know, who's, like, number number 18 on, on the call the new sheet. new Bond. You know, revealing <laughs> this, this, this thing. Um, yeah. But uh, but I, I did do something in in July with you know in in the height of uh, COVID filming and it was it was so strange you know you turn up and you mm-hmm. have to take all your your clothes off and they give you like a a, a dressing gown and you have to want you have to be sure like this a, was a, 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 f- a film set was it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you have to hold a paddle in front of your face just to, to stop the the air, like you know. And and uh, it it was awful. It was it was so it was the, the, the complete opposite of, of fun. How do
2: they do sort of makeup and stuff? Do they have a really long brush and stand? Got a... just you know, <laughs> a
1: really long brush would be good. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, no, it's just someone in a sort of hazmat suit, and uh, <laughs> it's it, genuinely, and it, and it's only you and them in the in the room, and yeah, genuinely, you don't really. really Really see anyone but they've sort of relaxed that a, a tiny bit but uh but yeah sadly everyone's getting covid robert patterson got covid and you know if, if batman can get covid then then everyone's gonna get it so um <laughs> yeah so,
2: um, have you just inadvertently said what the project was so.
1: i'm i'm not in batman no no, right, no. Okay. They, they haven't they've been <laughs> yeah, together they, we they haven't a found a place for me uh in, yeah. in my franchise <laughs> um. Been a yeah. bit all the meetings, young but. Alfred. I've <laughs> 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 you
0: been keeping busy with writing and other things like that.
1: Or oh, it, it of... wasn't a good, it wasn't a productive time. I have to be honest with myself. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I, I was no. coming up with absolutely nothing. And uh, right. in hindsight, the ideas, but no,
0: no. So wait, wait, so let's go back to your album Odyssey. Oh, yeah. how, how many? How long did you have to? How long? Over what period of time did you listen to the album? Last, uh, last Tuesday
1: when I, when I found out this was going to be Tuesday. Wow! Um, so you listened to all of them in the? Cool. That's yeah, cool. I, I, I mean it's it's hard sometimes because you know the song so well that that sometimes yeah. you know it does just kind of. I've I've listened to three songs and not sort of you know really really listened, um, yeah. and that that happened quite a bit, especially with with <laughs> with, with, with the Beatles, kind of washed over me uh, slightly, um, <laughs> yeah. it just kind of came and went. Um, but um, but yeah, I've 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 given it a, a good you know a, a, a good a good crack, and uh, yeah. Um,
0: Did you skip anything?
1: Did you listen to Yellow Submarine? The Yellow Submarine. I didn't do yellow. No, I I, I skipped. Yeah, that's that's one for the real completists. I I listened to what's it called, Northern uh, Northern song, because I was sort of curious. What what the hell hell is that? (laughs) um, (laughs) You know. um, But yeah, no, I I felt that there was too much overlap. Um, Mm. No, I, you know, I I I think I listened to, but yeah, some of the 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 singles. I haven't listened to to Hey Jude. but uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I pretty much covered everything. I'm not a huge fan of um, of Abbey Road, and and that kind of went pretty quick. Especially you know when we're in the sort of operatic second half, that just you know really? I, I was I was doing the washing up, and that that just you checked uh,
0: out for that point. Yeah, that really? kind of came and mm-hmm. went.
1: Um, <laughs> but, uh,
0: Why is that? Do you think? Do you think you're more? What's your kind of period then
1: that you like? This is it early? I mean, kind of I, I, I guess it's. I guess it's the. I, I think probably my favorite bit is the is is the middle. I think you know, same as Jono mm. there, the the rubber rubber sole and uh, and revolver axis, where mm. uh, you know they they still have the kind of discipline of the. It, it's, it's 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 sad that, and and I know John mentioned this as well the idea that when you're older you, mm. you sort of like some of the early stuff because it's just like well you know the, a, a bit of discipline here please boys you know we don't want to get too let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not
0: get
2: too silly
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> silly
1: but that is a problem that is
0: an issue with Abbey Road is, it, is while the second side is great I love it you can see how in that side there is there are the seeds of prog basically right kind of, yeah
1: yeah mm.
0: and you know uh, elaborate Gatefold sleeves and kind of you know big live yeah. performances, there that's kind of the seeds of it are there, so you kind of think, well, maybe they kind of were good to stop there because what could have come next, you know?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, <laughs> my, my slightly overly uh critical take is, is, is just that you know the songs. Well, when I feel the songs couldn't have gone any further than they, they went, you know, like me, I, I don't want to mm. single out Mean Mr. Mustard, but I have a feeling that, you know, it, <laughs> I don't know how long that, that, that could have gone out and the feeling that, you know, it was a sort of, let's just get, get this in in, in in some form um, yeah. uh, kind of thing. But, I mean, obviously that's that's taking something that was, you know, astonishing and, and, and being being overly uh, overly critical about it. Um, <laughs> but, uh
2: so I'm assuming that if if that's your sort of
1: cutoff, you don't have any time for anything sort of solo McCartney or uh, no, I I'm I'm not not a not a solo McCartney, solo Lennon, uh, and you know Harrison, I love I love all things must pass, but but I, I haven't gone deep into in, into it to mm. to be honest. So what was your kind of how how do the what's your Introduction to the Beatles. What was
0: your kind of first? It, I mean, of...
1: it was all like it was just one year. It was just year six for me. You know, I was, I was coming home from school and watching. Uh, you know, the 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 like we we had we had we were lucky enough to have cable and I watched the Box, and uh, mm. and Oasis were on. this sort of like you know nine year nine years old. There's that, the first times just like that. You know, I, I want to be. I want to be lame. I want to be Noel. I want to wear those, you yeah. know, tiny little sunglasses that he wore, and uh, you know, I want to swear <laughs> at the camera and, and stuff. And, um, yeah. and and my dad uh, heard me kind of trying to listen to them, and said that they were slime buckets. Um, yes. He really, you know, I, I don't think I'd have said that to it if, you know, if I had a nine-year-old boy um, is, that, is, is that an exact quote? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really the stuck with me, um, you know, what is it? Yeah, 15 years on, no, uh, 20, 23 years on um, oh, nice. uh, and, and he said, you know, listen, you should listen to the Beatles And I, and I did, you know, kind of obedient yeah, little, wow. little
0: boy because that that often doesn't work, does it? If your your dad's saying that's Robert, you need to
1: listen to this. That's that often kind of goes the other way, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it could have done, um, yeah. but I just kind of, despite myself, just found myself agreeing with him. Um, Agree with it's Lee. it's an amazing yeah. thing to listen to as a as a kid. Uh, I guess because some of it is kind of you know child friendly, I, I, I guess. And and but but mm. it's just there's just so much to to
0: to explore so what was the record your dad uh, gave you then to to replace the slime bucket i
1: don't remember i'm trying to remember what what order i listened to it in i think magical mystery tour was was a way in because you know they're all dressed up and you've got i you know i'm the walrus and and all the sort of weird and wonderful stuff um i i think that was the first one and it's Mm. it's just that really exciting thing that you're just like i have absolutely no idea what's going on here i just did not and that that feeling is so kind of intoxicating um and so yeah i i I just i just listened and i think it was just a year of just listening to them all you know on on Mm. on repeat
2: So, do you think there's something in the Beatles' sort of psychedelic period or the more pastiche stuff that appeals to the comic sensibility and and to kids as well?
1: Sort of realise re-listening to it, especially in the sort of psychedelic period, how much they are—they're taking a sort of concept of of Britain and and lampooning it. You know, it's it, there's so much sort of old-fashioned stuff on, say um sergeant peppers you know and I, I i don't really sort of register that at the at the time mm. um in in exactly the same way that the python were doing I, I guess there was a sort of angst about what it was to be british at that time
0: and there's a lot of music hall, isn't there in the sergeant pepper and mm. i always think music hall is a kind of really interesting uh influence on so much art you know from you know t.s Eliot to the Beatles you know but the, mm. the musical influence is kind of gone but as culturally because you know there, there's, there's not really recordings of it in the way that there are recordings of 50s 60s music so it's hard for us to realize what was being parodied you know yeah. with, with some kind of some yeah. Beatles stuff you know.
2: I, I don't think. even know if it's sort of parody though because it seems much more kind of affectionate yeah not, yeah so it's, mm. well, it's like the kinks isn't it it's
0: more like a kind yeah. of it's an influence isn't it it's an influence on the kinks you can hear musical elements in some certain yeah. kinks
1: and beatles songs i I, yeah. I guess i guess maybe it was a sort of you're always looking for something like a sort of countervailing it, it, it was a nice balance to to what they, they they were doing i think maybe they found it quite funny you know the idea of you know with with with, with the psychedelia with the psychedelia which mm-hmm. was so i guess at the time out there you know there was a nice sort of countervailing contrast that they incorporated at times with with this sort of you know yeah. british uh or more sort of quaint quaint thing i i, I, I don't mm. know
2: it's also quite a nice sort of counterpoint to sort of what bands with like the Stones were doing, who were, uh, and what was going on in America, where people were looking back to their sort of musical heritage, which was like really raw, unbelievably cool, you mm. know, bands covering Lead Belly and stuff. Mm. And then the sort of sardonic British version of that being like, well, Will, if you're going to cover, you know, Jelly Roll Morton, we're going to do George Formby or whatever. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> our kind of, you know, our spearing your kind of parents' music and your. Mm. It's British musical heritage or whatever. But yeah. um yeah, maybe doesn't hasn't aged as well. But you I can't really imagine the stones doing a sort of uh, you know, do 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 <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: it, extreme weirdness I I I think can can really um Appeal to kids certainly appealed to me. I mean, I, I love that. I, I, I watched for some reason we had the, the videotape of Magical Mystery Tour, and I was just absolutely yeah. just just and that you know, I mean, the song Blue Jay Way and the yeah. video that they did at Blue Jay Way is deeply disturbing. It I mean, is, also, it? it's, like, weird. it's 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 une- I mean, it's it's um, yeah, it's it's very strange. There's There's a real sort of menace to it. Yeah, picture, always, you know, I thought always loved it. Exciting as a as a as a kid, I think any, you know, as you say any sort of breach of authority or, or you know some But kind I of...
0: think that's the thing. I mean, that's it. I remember that as a kid being so I just used to find nonsense so funny. Mm. I used to find surre- you know s- just surreal it n- wordplay so funny. So the Beatles are part of that and obviously Pythons part of that, but
2: but that's a, such a Lenin-y thing. I mean, lots of yeah. Larkin and Lewis Carroll and all of those things that he mm. was sort of obsessed with are very much in his sort of more playful side, which yeah. didn't last for that long. No, but yeah, but definitely as a kid. Although I definitely did find it quite scary at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't believe how scary a, a, a Day in the Life is. I mean, that, I, I had honestly yeah. don't think I've listened to that properly since I was a kid. And and that that little bit at the end is so freaky, like. Yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, and there's something about the chords. It's, it's uh, yeah, really, really, really troubling. Um, right. <laughs> but I, I loved it. And, you know, yeah. I, in fact, I, I even remember, you know, like just trying intentionally, a sort of long Sunday afternoon, intentionally trying to freak myself out by... You know, turning it up really loud and uh, wow. you know, just just giving myself spooky thoughts and seeing if I could stay in the same room as as the music. Do you mean this, the, at the final
2: chord or that, the locked groove at the end? That
1: yeah, that 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 final uh, final chord and then yeah, the sort of uh, bonus little whatever it is at yeah, the at yeah. the end there.
2: Yeah, that is definitely not nice. I remember watching <laughs> not <a nice> thing. <laughs> watching. So like, I was probably about ten or eleven, so I was already quite into the Beatles from my parents' record and having the past Masters CD. And then always been, I'd seen, I knew the sort of iconography of the Yellow Submarine film, but I'd never actually watched it. Mm. I remember being really excited to watch it on Boxing Day. Mm. Um, and it was absolutely fucking horrendous.
0: Really? Well, you
2: were so scared of it. Right. It
1: was awful. Absolutely terrifying. I used to find Fool on the Hill very eerie.
0: I, I was that playing that spooky. on
1: the on the piano. It's a like it it sounds like quite a sweet song, but mm. but what happens with the the chords is is so odd. Like the yeah. the, the verse is in D major and then the chorus is in D minor. Mm. Um with I I can't think of many songs that, that do that. It sounds like a sweet little melody, but there's there's so much weird stuff go, yeah. going on Yeah, in I find that eerie. And what I was going to mention
0: is
2: sort of um musical alliteration from Paul McCartney and the way it sort of goes up the hill and down the hill it's pretty 101 ah, stuff but it's right, sort of, I right, think right. that's what yeah, he's trying no, to achieve it. also nice. it has reco- recorders on it which are terrifying yeah there's like a <laughs> sort of slightly
0: folk horror vibe about a recorder isn't there I, 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 I mean think... did you play the
2: recorder at school yeah yeah, I think that's probably what it is. All <laughs> right. music
1: lessons. Yeah, oh, nostalgic. Yeah, instant nostalgia. And uh, what, what I really hated as well, which I'd completely forgot about this song, was was when uh, when John sort of refers to all of these songs in Glass Onion. Yeah, as if mm. there's some logic going on that you yeah. kind of <laughs> missed. And, and yeah, as a yeah. kid, I think you kind of hate that. Yeah, um, it's yeah that that really freaked me out. That is a kind of unnerving <laughs> song, isn't it? It's great cra- yeah. though, yeah. I, it, it, it is very strange. I, I, uh, I, I don't know what effect he's trying to achieve.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. Well, he just, li- I think he liked the kind of teasing people with clues and kind of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, clues for what? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. What are you yeah. supposed to be trying to work <laughs> yeah. out <of> here? <laughs> yeah. You're saying, Jack, you don't like the song Magical Mystery Tour, do you? Do you? Um, I don't remember saying that. Oh, okay. Is that on records somewhere? I don't know, maybe.
2: I quite like it. It's not one of my favourites. I always think of it as being a sort of like poor version of Sergeant the Sgt. Sergeant, Pepper. Yeah.
0: Pepper. But isn't the mm-hmm. end amazing where the little piano thing is sort of very odd? Doodle doodle.
2: Yes, that is. It's yeah, that beautiful. Is
0: and amazing. it's just like five seconds or something. It's like, yeah. that's really eerie as well.
2: He always plays it live, and it always gets a, quite a sort of muted reception. Really? <laughs> he plays it like he's sort of expecting it to
1: sort of kick that booze. off. <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that, that's Paul's, is it? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, he, he was. I, I also didn't realise he was doing a lot of the legwork in that in that period, right? The, yeah. the, I, I didn't realise this kind, of, I was kind of
2: idea, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just after the sort of death of Brian Epstein, and he was just trying to come up with all these kind of mad high concept ideas just to get the others to sort of do something yeah and then yeah that one was obviously a bit of a failure there's a nice uh, bit
0: in the jem roberts book we're into jem roberts about this the book he's written about the beatles and comedy where he was coming up with magical mystery tour and he just wrote on a notepad and it was like the bus needs to be yellow and like that i mean that is pretty much
1: all they had for the film, right?
0: <laughs> but it was like it was just yeah. this kind of
1: vague ideas. Well, they yeah, yeah, they've already uh, you know already had another sort of transportation device painted yellow. I mean that that idea was yeah not, yeah uh, yeah not new for them. Not
0: new. Yeah. What yeah. about if it's a bus? The was, did you notice that when you were listening through to the was the kind of the influence of McCartney becoming more and more prominent? Uh,
1: c- c- certainly, with with uh, in in that period. I mean, I. I yeah it's 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 funny sort of how they take it in turns to well to to an extent take it in turns to 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 be the 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 you know creative drive on on particular mm. albums uh no I, I, as i say i i i think my main thing thing that i noticed was was quite how you know if if paul wasn't there for those later albums uh you know i i they, they wouldn't I, I don't think that they they'd be half as as good uh, which is something mm. that that i never really credited paul for you know i i, I presume mm. that uh, mm. You know, I, I guess I had this sort of mean idea that he was kind of always trying to, that he, that he was slightly letting the, the the side down in the in the psychedelic uh, period, which is absolutely not the case at all. He was, <laughs> you know, and, mm. and he was being so collaborative, you know, that even yeah. when you hear him in a, in, in the, the backing vocal, somehow he sounds even more collaborative than, than, than John does. He's always mm. he's always trying to to sort of um, help help the others realize their uh, yeah their, yeah their, their their vision. Sure. I think.
2: Yeah. I think his sort of more experimental side is something he gets a bit more credit for these days because it was um you know he he was into that stuff weirdly as the one who wasn't really the acid head was the one who instigated a lot of the kind of psychedelic elements of albums like Sgt Pepper because mm. the irony being that John was too fucked on acid <laughs> to <laughs> actually do anything. Yeah.
0: So um
1: he yeah I love he came up with the beat of tomorrow never knows didn't he famously. Did he? Mm. Yeah, that's an astonishing song. I yeah, yeah, again, it's been so long since I since I've heard that. I, I can't, I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, it, you know, it sounds like the the Chemical Brothers circa ninety six or something. <laughs> yeah. um, have you have either you read t- the Tibetan Book of the Dead? Because I know that. Uh, no, not really. No, have you read it? I've
2: I've bought it and I've never read it. It's been sitting on my shelf. Oh really? for I, I read years. the first hundred
1: pages because because that's. That's where John got the idea for those, those lyrics yeah, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. And I think Tom York talks about it as, as well and, and all these people. But I, I, I really, I mean, you know, I guess what you'd expect from an ancient uh, religious text, but I, I, I couldn't find a, a way in. And uh, couldn't make it's no, really, a I mean, the first hundred pages, as I recall, is, you know, all the, all the gods that you meet when you die and, you know, advice on how to sort of look them. You always have to keep looking at them in the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's dense stuff and, uh, yeah. yeah, I, 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 haven't sort of broken through to, to find mm-hmm. what, what it is that, that that's inspired so many people. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: Yeah. Well, you shouldn't pick an argument with a dead man, but I would <laughs> wager a quite a lot of money that John Lennon never read the whole thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: He got the J he, was, yeah, you know, he wasn't the, one to follow through on these
0: things. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Lord, Lord of the Rings was another huge hippie text, wasn't it? And, you know, the, the whole thing about the Beatles were going to do a Lord of the Rings film. And John thinks that he got really excited about it and sent it to someone. Oh, no, sent it to Stanley Kubrick, didn't he? Stanley Kubrick, And then, yeah. you'd like, the next day he said, oh, she couldn't be bothered to read it. He, <laughs> <laughs> like, probably read, you know.
1: Yeah, I think the I probably a, the a, a good thing. I <laughs> yeah. Think. I don't but, yeah, know. If imagine if Tomorrow yeah. Never
0: Knows had been about setting the Shire, if that had been the. Yeah.
2: The well, I mean, the, the Led Zeppelin slash Tolkien materials is yeah. quite a tough listen. Yeah. So, well, you like, do you like that sort of. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. Folk-y yeah. Type thing? Yeah. yeah. Not for me.
0: <laughs> it depends what gets kind of. I mean, Tibetan Book of the Dead still sounds cool, like if Tom York's still going on about it. Whereas if you said you were doing a concept album about lord of the rings now yeah. i don't think many people would think you're cool
2: <laughs> no probably not <laughs> no. i think they've mined all of the gold out of the yeah. the main tolkien texts by yeah, now yeah
1: yeah <laughs> You're a musician as well yourself. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, oh, okay. I, I, I can sort of. I, I could. I sort of can. I have fun working out songs on 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 the piano for for my mm. own amusement. And because, yeah. I kind of. I was yeah. always because 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 I I I think I have a, a pretty good musical um ear um. And I was always sort of so angry at myself for never learning music. You know why why did you not sort of put put the put the the time in to do that? And so I tried over lockdown to sort of you know learn. How to read music, and uh, the f- even the, f- the first hour, I was like, "No, this is never, <laughs> ever, ever going to happen." And it's—it yeah. feels like there's a completely different, completely different mind at, at play with with you know the, the writing it down to the, the sort of the, the hearing mm. and and the, the, the you know. I always around. think it's a really sort
2: of patronizing thing where Paul McCartney gets praised by the sort of you know traditional music community where they're like, "He can't even read music," but mm. yeah. He's still a kind of genius. You don't need to read music. Mm. I don't, you know. Mm. It, obviously, it's helpful if you want to do certain things, but it's, there's something so sort of fusty and, mm. you know, snobbish about the, the obsession of being able to sort of, you know, write in the tenor clef. or. Yeah. And also, know. like,
0: some of the Beatles stuff is so rhythmically strange. Like, I was, like, I was playing long to Across the Universe the other day and... Uh... You know, there's this weird like bar of five, four, and then it does a bar of two, four, and it's... I wonder how that was. Lennon explained that to the band. Do you think he was saying, "Okay, there's a bar of five here," or do you think he just said, "Okay, this goes no, like I this"? Do you think they just yeah. kind yeah. of worked it out, or yeah,
2: because they yeah, often like so, yeah. uh, you don't really hear them talking like that that much in the studio, George Harrison a little bit more because mm. he liked the, because the Indian rid- rhythms are so sort of important to him. But yeah. I think if you think about those really unorthodox things that start to come out in the sort of help Rubber solely area, yeah. I think that's just him sort of adapting a 4-4 rhythm to the rhythms of his kind of speech and and melody. And I don't, because some of them are actually even if you were to annotate them now, in terms, of, I mean, this is quite boring. But <laughs> no, no, and um, you know, from a, you know, I did sort of orchestration and composition at uni and stuff. So mm. you're always you you know that if someone is writing a bar of seven eight, that they know that they're writing it in seven eight. Whereas actually, yeah. it's, a lot of it is very sort of rhythmically ambiguous.
0: Yeah, and I think with Lennon, there's no never any sense that he's kind of like, I'm doing this to be in five just for the hell of it it's always just kind of an, an emotional instinct where the melody needs to be mm. to cover these well i think beats
2: it and... is a little bit i think it is quite conscious i think a lot really? of it is well why can't i have this many beats in here yeah mm. and then trying that and you know he loved T- messing around and breaking rules and that's yeah. you know that's where his like sort of innovative kind of cycle. that's a
0: great i remember reading listening to a great interview as a drummer from mastodon <laughs> he, yeah. um, he uh doesn't read music he always just learns i mean that mastodon songs are incredibly complicated and mm-hmm. but he always learns just by the feel and muscle memory and stuff i mean i'm sure he understands like time signatures but he wouldn't say oh this is a bar of nine and a bar of seven and you know yeah. I think it's much more emotional than that
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely
2: yeah. and if you listen to sort of Paul McCartney's more like his Liverpool Oratorio, which is a sort of classical mm. big choral piece that he is written by, sort of just no you know singing lines to someone who's writing. Yeah. Them really, down. that's, and that's you how did it. To, um, Wow. Yeah, and all of those rules that you study um, of you know the, the usual traps that even the sort of Hans Zimmer's or whatever will mm. set class, classical composition teachers minds on fire, you Mm. know, sort of parallel fifths and things that are all, you you know, you're banned from using. He never falls into any of those traps because what he's doing is just music, the melody and harmony makes sense in his head Mm. from what he sort of picked up from this huge range of influences.
0: Yeah, that's a great way of putting Um, it, yeah.
2: And it makes sense to him, so he doesn't doesn't need to know the rules, he just instinctively knows them, which is what's so impressive
0: Mm. about
1: him. Mm. What what, what I mean, McCartney is strikes me as he's he's such a strange guy. I think like he you know he, he, yeah. he, even you know in that that very first track, um uh I, I saw her standing there. Like it almost feels like he's playing a, a role a, a tiny bit. You know what I mean? Like you know, what mm. it feels like he's playing the role of the of the of, of, of the rock star or the of the you know, yeah, mm. musician to mm. me. I, I I found it very difficult. Like. Lennon, I feel I know what, what makes him tick. Like you know, there's there's a lot of id in there, and and you know, yeah. you, you know. But but, but McCartney, something about him. that there's, there's something very mysterious. Uh, he seems almost mm. kind of timeless. Um, yeah. What, what 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 do you think it is that, that, that drives him?
2: I think a lot of songs like that are him trying to write
1: like a, a classic very consciously. Yeah, oh, he always mm. sings it as if as if it's a classic, as as if the song is a hundred years old, yeah. even if, if he wrote it yeah. like three days before. Like it, yeah. Mm.
2: I think there's a lot of that, and a lot of like today, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a song in this style, mm. yeah. or I'm going to write a song influenced by this, or you know, the way he talks about Jenny Wren is. So, sort of calculated. It's like, yeah, I wanted to write a song in the finger picking style of Blackbird. Yeah. Uh, about another bird. <laughs> yeah. That's um, <laughs> yeah. a you th- finger-picky bird songs. We <laughs> <laughs> said that the
0: other day about that. What's that song called on a recent album, Brazilian Girl? Is it, I think? It's called Back in Brazil, There Lives a Girl, Dreams of the Future in a Far, Far Better World. But yeah, I saw an interview where he was talking about that song. And he said, that, you know, I just felt like writing a song. So. <laughs>
2: It's, just, it's like back in the USSR, but it's in Brazil.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, there is that thing where he was, it was work, you know, it was a bit of business. But he was able to do that and they would also be amazing, you know. Like, let's do a song in yeah. his style and it would also be fantastic, you know. <laughs>
2: right. There's nothing that personal yeah. until the sort of end of the Beatles, really. I think probably Let It Be is his most sort of yeah. emotionally revealing song. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of stuff on his solo record, but... That's I true, guess, isn't it? There's, there's a
0: lot of stuff that's kind of masked in McCartney. Mm. You know?
2: Yeah. I yeah. think he's probably, the difference is he's someone who wants to write, whereas John Lennon's someone who needed to yeah. write. Yeah, early.
1: yeah, yeah. That yeah. doesn't sound too reductive. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if there are any examples of him really sort of Letting letting rip. Mm. I mean, there's
2: a lot because we were talking to with Jono mm. the other day about Flaming Pie. Oh, yeah. Um, and I went back to revisit Flaming Pie because the anniversary of um, remasters have just mm-hmm. come out. And that's an album that he recorded when Linda was had been diagnosed and he knows that this is the last album that they're going to make together.
1: Yeah.
2: And when you sort of re-listen to it in that context and see the footage of them singing together... Mm. and singing harmonies on things like mm. Beautiful Night and Ringo's in the background and George Martin's doing the strings and you look at him and he's just having the time of his life but obviously he's completely aware that this is the last time yeah. he's going to be in the That's... studio singing with his wow. wife. Wow. And if that and then... was John,
0: it would just be a song of him screaming, <laughs> <Yeah>. you, know, <laughs> yeah. as it, uh, you know, as mother is, you know. There was less filter for the emotion for John maybe whereas with Paul it's kind of filtered through pastiche or different styles. Yeah,
1: and... I, I, I do mm-hmm. love it when... He, I, I One, one thing I, I, I really sort of like listening through it again was, was the tension, um, which, which I guess he kind of, you know, eventually does sort of go on to... Uh, unleash his, his emotion, especially in in help and 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 onwards. But like just seeing that the footage of him in that you know in in that suit that he's been asked to wear and that and that tie, and you can tell that you know that's not him at all. You know he's he, yeah. as I say like there's this kind of animal energy uh, to him. I mm. mean Paul Paul feels you know feels you know he he he, he loves doing that and uh, he's he's in his element and and J- John's having a, a great time as well. But you can see like nah nah that that's not you that's not you you know <laughs> and um, I, mean, I, I love him. Yeah. You know, the, the, the tension of, of him being yeah. forced in, into doing these kind of three-minute songs.
2: I think anyone who's had to wear a school uniform... <laughs> <Exactly. that's laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Got to feel like
1: that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a great... You know, you were talking about George being
0: the kind of more maybe musically, technically proficient one. I heard this great fact the other day. This is going around on Twitter, that uh, when George Harrison and Eric Clapton were competing for the hand of Patty Boyd, Did you see this on Twitter? No. They turned up in her front room and did a two-hour guitar cutting contest. (laughs) Whoever had the hottest licks won her. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible. Oh Oh, dear me.
1: I bet she
2: just walked out of the room and just left them to it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You would have thought they'd, they'd try to, to record that at some point for posterity. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, did you did you have a sort of favorite Beetle, or do you still have a favorite? I mean, it sounds like you're leaning towards a John kind
1: I, of guy. I I love John. Um, yeah, I, 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 I it's 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 hard to it's hard to pick a favorite, but uh, you know, I, I I think yeah, we're, we're talking about uh, yeah, tomorrow never knows, and something like that, and and I think you know, Revolver is. I'd say my favourite album and and the the songs that mm. he does on on Revolver, I I, I always find um, breathtaking. Um, yeah. yeah, I, mm. I think I probably lean towards towards John, a tiny bit more than Paul. And
2: we asked uh, Jono the other day. you not I if you've heard the episode, but do you agree with his uh, theory that if if he had to attribute a Beatle characteristic to the Sheeps Trio? Oh yeah, what, <laughs> what, did, he, you what, say, what did he say to that? Uh, he said three Ringos. <laughs> 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 Which is also a fantastic name for a comedy trio. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, the the three ringos. Yeah, yeah. But you were also going to be the Beatles of comedy at one point. Yeah, I, right? I was pushing for the Beatles of comedy. I mean, we would have got into a lot of trouble very soon, I, I think, and 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 also no one, no one wants to see that show. Um, yeah. I, I think attendances would would have been uh, yeah even lower than, than they were in the early days. Um, <laughs> I, oof, I don't know. I, I think, I think in terms of personality, I, I think, uh, I think I'm a sort of blend of, of George and Ringo. Uh, uh yeah, George and Ringo and, um, Liam's John and, and Jono's Paul for sure. Right. Um, I don't really know about writing style exactly. I, I, I think it's presumptuous to try and map our <laughs> <a> sketch writing <laughs> onto the Beatles' songwriting no. ability. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, um, if, if I was forced to, that's probably what I'd go for. Um,
2: and in he's... terms of your sort of like comedy do you have a a Beatles of comedy or a a, a comedy of Who's the, the who's, who's the as as in informative as the Beatles were
1: I mean the the Brit you know the British office was was huge for me mm. when I was 18 19 um yeah. but it, but but at uni when I started getting into comedy properly um Tim and Eric um were. All right. Were. I, I, I just, I just, it's, it's exactly that same thing as as with, um, you know, A Day in the Life. Like, I, I just never heard, somebody sent me a, a sketch, and I just looked at it, and I didn't smile once, and I just didn't, what the fuck is going on? I had absolutely, yeah. and it's the most wonderful <laughs> yeah. feeling um, to just yeah. have no idea what, what on earth is going on, and then, you know, gradually... After watching it sort of five times, you learn a whole new style of 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 comedy or something. And so I I was just I was just obsessed with with Tim especially. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't rewatched it in in a long time, but but uh, I I have to be. I was I was having dreams about them every single night. You know, I was sort of trying. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching that when it first came out.
0: Awesome show, great job Mm. of it. Just being, I just couldn't believe the time that had been put (laughs) into jokes that were just like. (laughs) were just kind of barely there and that was the funny thing is like I can't believe they did it yeah, he...
1: yeah i think yeah. eric once said mm. in an interview that um that the laugh they were going for is is a laugh that a fan uh, told them that that they they had with the show which is where they watched watched the show completely no laughs at all then 5 yeah. days later he was driving in a car and had to pull over because he was laughing so hard remembering <laughs> yeah. what was yeah. that sketch like the absolute absurdity that that some of this stuff yeah. you know the, the the, the D-pants yeah. for containing the songs your diary as well were and stuff. amazing. Just, just, mm. yeah, yeah. Why have you exactly like there's you know people yeah. are on a set filming this like how dare you? Yeah. How dare yeah. You take well, that I mean the time out of the, the, this 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 world. We always to, used put to. Put uh, yeah. be- I
0: mean Beaver Boys was such a big. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you, and do you remember the Beaver Boys? They're they're obsessed with drinking with shrimp and
1: white white wine. <laughs> shrimp and white wine. Which and white, which they say openly yeah. was just to try and make each other laugh in the in the writing room. There's no yeah. satirical point to that right. at, <laughs> at all.
0: Be, be, yeah, yeah, that's great. But then, yeah, I mean, Tim Heidecker has taken that to kind of extreme lengths, hasn't he? With the kind of uh, you know the, the on cinema like in cinema. Was in cinema yeah, so I mean, have,
1: have you seen that one mm. where?
0: It's 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 that uh, courtroom drama that he's yeah he's done. I, that's the kind of I've, mm. and my friends I've got friends who are really deeply immersed in that universe. But the the only things I kind of watched, I, I, it's one of those things where I feel like I'm not sure I have the time. To no, catch no, no, no. This, I'm, I'm never going to. It's quite a
2: daunting prospect. And the joke, <laughs> is,
0: and the joke is the time you put into it. Yeah, yeah that's well, and, and presumably
1: the, the time f- they put mm. into it, because I mean, I've, yeah. I've tried to work out how they did that, um, yeah. and they must have an actual like trained judge. Because it's all improvised. Yeah, there were like legally trained people. Yeah, in the yeah, for that and one, you know yeah. how exactly they, they they got through that, and and it's 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 sort of what is it like eight? Well, yeah, something like yeah, it's 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 hours and hours anyway, like yeah. you know, maybe sort of four or five hours, and I'm not going to watch the whole thing, um, but but I've never seen anything like it. The, it, it must have taken yeah. months to to prepare, and again, like what you're finding yourself laughing at it's is a, just like. You know, reminding yourself yeah. that, you know, why is Tim wearing that suit like what the, you know, just, yeah. just,
2: I think when you go and see Neil Hamburger as mm-hmm. well and you it's great to see people who are in the room who don't know who he is cause, and like I was for the, the, the sort of first time I saw yeah. him yeah. and people get really angry <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and you that's know. such a funny reaction to see
1: yeah mm. and uh, you know I, I can understand why I mean it's, yeah. it's when you think of, of what Neil Hamburg is doing. I mean, it, it's the strangest mm. joke. Like he's sort of halfway halfway between a parody yeah. of a sort of old school entertainer, and, and then you're you're actually laughing at the jokes themselves as yes. well. And there's the, it's, yeah. it's a very yeah. specific thing asked of the audience. Have you heard Tim Heidecker's new album? No, no. I I, I like the fact that he's into sort of uh, kind of a very specific type of of uh, breezy, you know, guitar yeah. pop. I guess. Um, yeah but yeah. uh no. <laughs> no
0: it's it's good and it's like uh, i think but it's it's curious because it does come back to the beatles because there is all that it's it, with with tim heidecker mm. there is that kind of weird balance between sincerity and absurd you know absurdity in which is the mm. beatles had as well which is like how can tim heidecker who's written a song called diarrhea <laughs> write <a> serious, <laughs> write a serious like kind of country rock album and you know there you have it he has done <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh,
2: he's a big beatles
1: fan as well yes, yeah he I'm, I'm, yeah i'm i'm not surprised
0: were you, were you ever kind of in bands when you were growing up then how, how what were your musical tastes when you were a teenager you
1: know no i i, I always i i sort of vaguely tried to to get it, it it get it happening and vaguely sort mm. of on the the outskirts of conversations, you know, and people said that they'd they'd get back to me and and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I'm I'm clear. I, I don't need any more embarrassment from my uh, teenage years. I have no. I have. I haven't got the the, the the a shadow of a doubt that it would have been appalling.
0: Right. Um,
1: what what I'd have, have done. I, I sort of wrote wrote songs um, and recorded myself playing these songs. And, and if if any of these recordings are ever found, you know, i that, that that would be just so. Embarrassing, so self-important, and uh, you know, so that's self just self writing agrandom. songs though. You should you just need to get yeah. over that. <laughs>
2: that's just... That never <laughs> changes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, what kind of what, what? So after getting into the Beatles, kind of around age ten, what were you listening to after that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was just you know what what you'd expect. You know, a, a guy. I mean, it was just the, the, all the sort of the the the, the indie. Uh, I, I guess what was then known as, as indie stuff. You know, I. Radiohead next when I was 13 and then, you know, all the, the, the re-exploring the 60s and the 70s with with mm. the, the Rolling Stones and Nick Drake and then sometimes weirder with sort of Captain Captain Beefheart and, mm. and um, you know, t- t- ticking uh, uh, what you'd imagine to be the, 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 the box. You're so song.
0: self-deprecating. You're just you're talking about like, you're, you're, <laughs> sorry, I'm so boring and I like amazing music.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it is, it is. It is yeah. And, and I've, I've really lost... Uh, uh, yeah, I've. I, I. should remind myself that that it's that it's okay. I, I, I guess mm. I. You know, you sort of. I, I. I attach it too closely to the. You know, to who I was. You know, and, and right. Just, yeah. You know the, the sort of self obsession and self importance of, of being mm. a teenager. I find it hard. I know,
2: to... Yeah, I was I Grace kind of defies that.
1: Yeah. Defies yeah. Right. Similar. I mean, yeah. that, that okay. meant yeah. a lot to me when I was eighteen. Yeah. You know? Of course, it did. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I wonder what it is about that record that. Everyone was obsessed with it when they were sort of 16, 17, 18. Yeah. And then no one listens to it anymore.
0: Well, I think yeah. they do. Or I, I, like, I do people?
2: When was the last time you whacked on Mojo
0: Pin? Well, <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you what. Mojo Pin's great. Dream Brothers is great. Mm. But uh, I, would just,
2: I wouldn't even consider, considering all of those bands that you just mentioned still mean everything to me. Mm, There's mm. something about Grace that seems to be, in the same way that people have a John Lennon phase around... The, uh, yeah. Probably a little bit earlier than that, but there's something about that record that obviously yeah. really hits home with like. Yeah, well, the thing is, I remember the first time I especially. heard it.
0: I thought, like, oh, this is a bit cheesy, isn't it? It sounds like Sting. And <laughs> yeah. then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I got into the fact of like he's got an amazing voice, and like, you know, the songs are kind of. Yeah, it's very, it's very well written. It's Lashings very polished, a tragedy,
2: which always is nice. Yeah,
0: yeah, and the tragic story of it, uh, and then then now looking back at it i sort of think it's cheesy again <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know what kind of came the production full really
2: doesn't help and yeah it's very 90s but i do think yeah. it
0: i just think it still stands up i mean it's one of those things where it's been overdone and overplayed isn't it and it's become a kind of i An mean expector, obviously you know, yeah but things. i mean he was undeniably incredible but like i mean there is mm-hmm. um, isn't there a t? Here isn't there a you know, there's a, a video of him playing and he's i think he's playing um, So Real or something or maybe it's, it's I can't remember it's one of the songs of Grace and he introduces it and he says something like uh, this is a song about lust or like that
1: and it's <laughs> like, it's a bit like yeah, come on much time for that yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm misquoting yeah, him. Come back. it'll come full circle you'll, you'll have yeah, come full yeah, circle I can imagine yeah, being 48 yeah, and sort of saying that
0: <laughs> hey it's Robin here just wanted to clear up this whole Jeff Buckley thing uh, sorry can Uh, i love jeff buckley i think he was brilliant he's a genius you know he's fantastic you know all that shit um a genius man of genius but you know with great power comes great responsibility and i think all i was trying to say with this uh Al Roberts' thing um, was that sometimes, you know, I find I find him a bit cringe. Like, so the actual bit I said he doesn't actually say this is a song about lust. He says this is a cautionary tale, and uh, you know that is a little bit cringe, isn't it? But still, I love the guy. I think he's fantastic. is a cautionary tale. Love. Okay, so
1: I hope that clears that up. Thanks very much. I remember but yeah I remember my distinctly my friend saying uh, so it's it's so real but it also sounds like so real and oh, uh, that like, completely blew, blew my mind yeah, and, yeah, you know yeah, I had yeah. to take take the hour <laughs> off after that that was that was yeah, that was, uh, uh, yeah enormous yeah uh, and so things.
0: how did you get into the comedy
1: world was that at uni with me yeah with that that, that was that oh. was at, at uh well I, I I sort of wanted to do acting uh, mainly mm. um and then uh and then just just uh, realised I was probably funnier than you know, than than you know, as as a sort of dramatic. So, so I I sort of moved, moved uh, towards that. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it it it, it all happened. It all happened quite quickly. I guess it you know, especially at that age when you sort of find something and you realise that that's your thing, then you just you know, mm. I just 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 became obsessed. I tried to do as much as mm. I could.
2: Is there another series of staff coming out? You had an excellent evening at the BAFTAs the other day. Yeah,
1: we it it, it looks it looks pretty good, um, but but we we don't know. I mean, I think I think COVID is kind of you know a, a lot of a lot of mm. channels are uh, sort of having having a long old look um, at, at what they're doing. Mm. But but hopefully, I mean, we'd absolutely love to do another another one. Um, How much of is, of your character is in?
0: character and stuff <laughs> I mean, do you, do you, do you is it improvised is, is any of it no improvised no is no Jamie like I mean it
1: feels like it's improvised but everything um, yeah I was, I was saying the other day like you know da- down to like the weirdest sort of thing you see it on a piece of, mm. of you know paper and it doesn't make any sense I mean Jamie wrote a line for himself when, on the script it's um, um, fresh out of dot 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 then the letter B then dot 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 dice and it's like I mean that—that <laughs> you know, is—that like that is, uh, that is yeah, very hard for anyone else coming in to, to deliver that. Yeah. Line. yeah. Um, so no, it's, it's actually, the very little improv at all um, yeah. it just feels like it's improvised because you know, you yeah. know how, how Jamie writes. It. That's amazing.
0: I love the bit where he sort of, where he comes in and he says, "You look like James Bond," and he holds a gun to your head and goes, "Crack." <laughs> <laughs> Why <laughs> crack? Yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so weird.
1: But, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, he takes so well. Uh, um, um, you know, he takes so long on on these little details because you know, crap. Yeah, well, I think that like, sounds funnier than, than whatever
0: alternatives. There yeah, are. yeah. <laughs> that's really fascinating because I, I mean, like, I mean, that is the problem with Magical Mystery Tour mm-hmm. is that they thought they could just go on to this set. <laughs> and improvise and be really funny. You know what I mean? And yeah, like,
1: they're not. Mm. Yeah, well, John, I think always, you know, in, in my in my opinion, always thought he was slightly funnier than he than he was. But 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 having said <laughs> that, I mean, uh, you know, I think it was around Hard Day's Night, um, sort of time, and they they did that thing where they were they did Midsummer Night's Dream. I don't know if, if sort of an American Oh yes, thing. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. so good yeah. at acting. Like I, I don't know if yeah. it's just like a yeah. confidence yeah. thing. You know, they're sort of riding mm. so high, but it's just like you you'd hire. Yeah. I mean, maybe not Ringo, but you'd you'd hire the other three on the spot, like like
0: yeah. It's yeah. kind of like Dunk.
2: They had this, you yeah. know, strange sense of invincibility when they were right at the peak. Yeah, mm. where you could tell they could just do anything, and I, I think a lot of the problems with magical mystery stories that the 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 milk had started to turn a bit halfway <laughs> <Yeah>. then <laughs> and they lost a bit of confidence in losing Brian Epstein and stuff. But. Oh really Well at the
0: cavern when they did gigs they would do skits and they would, you know, banter with the audience. It was all it was kind of quite comedy mm-hmm. heavy, you know.
2: Well John used to come out with a toilet seat around his head and piss himself <laughs> in, in Hamburg yeah. <laughs> so I'm uh-huh, not sure yeah. how funny that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, and and ha- having listened to it to let it be again like uh, was it 3 hours ago? I think a, a few too many John jokes uh, in there. There're there about 7 like yeah. and, and and I can't understand, you know, what, what any of them mean. Um, mm, I, don't, yeah. I don't even know the words for that first thing he says at the very beginning of, of the album. Um.
2: I Dig a Pygmy by Charles Hawtrey and the Yeah, that I mean, Deaf yeah. I'm going to need some help with. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's, ve- <laughs> it's very goony. Right, it? I right, it right. sort of Peter sellers trying to yeah. sort of muscle in on that sort of thing. But the, the, yeah. the
1: songs are... are uh, funny i i i think like yeah, you know the, yeah. the the song i mean i i love that that george harrison won piggies um on the uh, right on, mm. on the white the white album like that, that is just... was it johnno saying he liked piggies as well <laughs> really? yeah it might well yeah. Been, yeah. with the sort of harpsichord and the and the um Or clavichord and the and the uh, and the the, the pig sound effects. Again, you know, it's that sort of thing. It it didn't need to exist. Like, you know, (laughs) very entertaining.
2: We'll just ask you our stock question and we'll let you go because we catch you for a while. But um, Al, do you have a controversial Beatles opinion? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I've, I've been th- I've been thinking about this. It, it's it's not technically uh, Beatles, but um, I wanted to to get on record how little I like uh, the song Imagine. Um, I'm I'm, right, a, I'm not okay. a fan. Um, it doesn't I'm do any of that sort of that. twist. You know, the, the melody I think is just a bit kind of facile. It doesn't have that sort of twisty sort of torsion that you know a lot of a mm. lot of good, good Beatles mm. songs have. The piano is kind of you know just sort of soupy and. Um, yeah, and, and the mm. lyric, the
2: lyrics. Of... It's a strange one to be so iconic. I
1: think. Yeah, I I thought that that lockdown thing of of Gal Gadot and you know all the all the 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 stars. Um, <laughs> I thought that that was it in its purest form. I I felt that yeah. the, the yeah. song was, was exposed <laughs> for what it is. Have you ever heard that thing that came out recently, which was
2: a single by Freddie Alf Lennon, uh, that he Adam re- um, John's dad, that uh, was released in nineteen sixty five. No. Um... We'll play a clip of it here, and I'll just... I'll play it to you.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is John's dad. Oh, whoa, that isn't... Oh,
1: my God. That's Imagine.
2: It's in C major as well.
1: I'll pick up my story. Is Imagine in C major? Yeah. 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 Yep, same key,
2: same tempo, same everything.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, that's that doesn't make me think any more of the song if it's <laughs> if he's copied <laughs> his dad. But I think it may be the most had... thing he could do.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was bizarre. one of his um, that period where he was um, his him and his dad were saying pretty horrible things about each other. So it might have been a sort of <laughs> yeah. quite sly little
0: screw you.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Um,
0: Those are. I mean, I think it, Nigel Farage said that he hates Imagine. And, uh, so I'm in
1: good company then. Yeah, you.
0: but, but, look, but when, it, when that kind of came out, there was loads of people on Twitter saying, God, Nigel Fry, right, you he can't get anything right, can you? And, and I was sort of like, well, you know, broken clocks and all that. Kind of yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> he also loves
1: Obladeo but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what he comes on to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what, uh, what is it? Yeah, UKIP rally. <laughs>
2: so that was the fantastic al roberts a very entertaining conversation and thank you to him for all the amazing preparation he put into it Mm. it was fascinating really enjoyed that
0: yeah i loved that i like the way he talked about um when his favorite era he said the rubber sole revolver axis yeah (laughs) such a great way to describe it's the perfect way to describe (laughs) it in a way yeah yeah. that was good no it was a really lovely chat it was very very nice to speak to him and I I like those kind of insights into the workings of Jamie Dimitriou behind Stathlet's Flats as well. And that kind of, it did link in in a weird way to Beatles-y stuff, but I thought that was really interesting that Jamie Dimitriou plans meticulously the utter nonsense that is (laughs) Stathlet's Flats, which is so interesting, you know, because that's kind of what, as I said, the Beatles could have done in Magical Mystery Tour a bit more, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's brilliant.
2: Um, If for some bizarre reason you haven't seen Stafflet, Slats, or any of the other stuff that we've mentioned, that's available on uh, 4OD or all four, or whatever Mm. it's called now, well worth uh, finding out. Yeah. Uh, This is the point in the show where we usually plug next week's guest, but... um, we don't actually know who it's going to be yet, so yeah, just... instead of pretending we've got some incredibly special mystery, you make, you're making <laughs> it sound
0: like we don't actually have it. We do have some; we just haven't oh, we made got the loads. decision. we just don't know which. We've one got we're a going lot go in with. the yeah. We've got a lot in the rucksack of opportunity. So
2: we got a few more. I mean, in in real life, where we are now, we're about to talk to Josh Widdicombe, which is mm. going to be fantastic. So that will be coming up later in the run, yeah. and we got a few more in this uh, series. So um, some amazing people to come. And if you want to support the show, you can go to personalbeatles.com forward slash donate to make sure that we can uh, keep doing these. <laughs> And uh, that's very much appreciated. And yes, as always, thank massive thanks to everyone who has done that mm. and continues to do so. Um, at the point of recording, we've got one more Your Own Personal Beatles mug left. So mm. if you would like that, get in touch. Yep. Um, and if you want to share any of your personal Beatles stories with us, as always, you can contact me at jack com, or you can go to personalbeatles.com forward slash contact. So we'll be back next week with another special mystery guest. And until then, goodbye.
0: Keep it fresh. (laughs)
2: Love it. (laughs) Your Own Personal Beatles is presented by Jack Pelling and Robin Allender. The podcast artwork is done by Morgan Ritchie. It's produced by me, Jack Pelling, and is a Homespun Sounds production.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.